You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. All right, everybody, come get a seat. Uh, Not all right, everybody. I'm sorry. What's up, buttheads? Y'all come down here and sit in front of everybody (laughs) down here in the middle. This will be way better. Uh, Even if you're on the stairs, if you wouldn't mind coming down a little bit more. Uh, And when I say buttheads, I'm only referring to the the listeners that are out there downloading the podcast. All you guys in the room here in Seattle, you guys are our friends. So thank you guys for being here. This is the first Bad Christian podcast ever recorded live. Uh, We're a little nervous about it, but thank you guys for being here. Uh, We got a good show today. We're going to have music from King's Kaleidoscope. We're going to have music from A Vocal Few. Um, We're going to have a big announcement tonight. And we also, instead of, let me turn this down a little bit. (laughs) Toby told me to make this music really loud. Where's our sound guy? Hang on. That's going to be better. Hang on. Yeah. So we have a big announcement tonight, and also, instead of having a guest like we normally do, you, the audience here in Seattle tonight, will be our guest. So we're going to take questions from you guys about the podcast. If you want to do advice questions similar to, like, Loveline or something like that, you can ask Joey, Pastor Joey. Yeah. If you have scriptural questions, we can do that, too. So So let's hear it, Seattle! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Three, two, one! Everybody say hey! Say ho! Say hey! Hey! Ho! Ho! Hey! Ho! I just want to stop right now. Hit it! Yo! This is the Big Christian Podcast! How you doing, Seattle? Hey, so just for the record, you guys are the ones with the experience of being in a band, and y'all are nervous. We we are well, nervous. Yeah. yeah, I'm nervous. Of course I'm nervous. Joe, you're not nervous at all? Not in the slightest. I've had a million really stupid ideas in my life, and right now I think this is the worst one <laughs> yeah. I've ever had. <laughs> but I told Toby, I was like, it's not necessarily a virtue. It's a vice. Like, sometimes people ask me before a sermon, hey, are you... Are you nervous? I'm like, no, not at all. And that's a bad thing because that means I'm going to say something really stupid. See, I, I'm nervous because it's just, I mean, all we're doing is talking and you guys are here listening to it. And it's like, isn't that just really egotistical and really stupid? Yeah, it like, is. I mean, yeah. uh, we've, been totally talk- we've been talking about this before. Like, uh, <laughs> like what if someone in college came up to you and I and said, hey, man, I heard y'all's conversation. Can I pay you $20 to stand <laughs> here and listen? <laughs> I know. I mean, you guys are supporting jerks. Like, we really so, don't. So, uh, Matt and Toby, I have kind of some some beef with you guys. Like, every time the three of us get together for a long duration of time, I just turn into a scapegoat mm-hmm. of all your jokes, and it started right. at the damn airport. So, I want you to just go ahead, because uh, I just want you to unload, right, in, in front just of Just get it out of the way? Yeah, get it out yeah, of the okay. way. Well, well, here's I, the thing. Let me give some backstory to this, too. Matt, I don't know if you know this whole story or not. but No, I don't. So, y'all so got we, out of the plane, yeah. and then to- well, and we, I asked them about the, the baggage. Well, did y'all save any money on the baggage, <laughs> no, no, or did you have to pay a ton? Well, well, Toby said, all, save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Well, well, let, me, let me say this, that when, when we're at the airport together, I've, I've traveled to different countries. I've gone to mission trips. Right. My wife and I have vacationed all over the place. Ooh, we just vacation, got back from New York City. Toby treats me like his son. Like, he seriously looked at me. And he said, I don't know if we're going to make it to our next flight. We may or we may not. <laughs> and he's being serious. I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm not seven, and I've been to an airport before. Uh, okay, well, let me clarify a little something first. Okay, so I was trying to – I'm having a conversation <laughs> with Joey, and I say, you know, this is, this is going to be a good trial run for you. You know, we're going to be out. We're going to try and start doing this more and more, like maybe once a month, be gone for a, for a week and do podcasts. This and, is like and on the phone before we went to the airport. Right, right, right. So uh, – and, and – and I said, so this will be a good trial run. And Joey's like, what does that mean? He said, um, I've been on mission trips before. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, we've been in a band touring for 10 years. And Joey's like, I've been on a mission trip. No, because, <laughs> no. I, I'm like, what? Oh, oh, my God. What did I? I'm, all because I've done is tour. one week, a, you're just like, you're going to be away from your family for one week. Well, I was just like, I've done that before. Yeah, but here's the thing. I said, we had, uh, 
It costs twenty five dollars to check a bag. That is a lot of money. Twenty five dollars, right. right? If it's under fifty pounds. If it's under fifty, p- yeah. even if it, if it, yeah, if it's just if it's under fifty pounds. Yeah. We had a box of merch that was fifty three pounds. Merch can be so, bought right so there. So Matt, what would you do if you saw a box with fifty three pounds? Would you split the box into two, like twenty five pound, and check both of them? Not only do I typically pack on purpose to make them under. Pounds, but even if they happen to be over, of course I unpack them and put them in my suitcases. This and is, even if it goes over, I set it up on the scale when the lady's looking at it, and I put my foot up under it, and I just t- push up, up on it. No, you don't. So I swear <laughs> I've done it. Yeah, I've done it, it five. I swear I've done it, it five times. Toby, how many it's bags it says did we check? Forty-nine pounds. Okay, so I tell Joey the bag I, that I split it up in. Are you gonna let me finish? You gonna let me answer? This is a wasted conversation. No, it's not. So you would take out the three pounds, and then you would save a whole other check bag, right? So yeah. I said, I said, Joey, why don't we just take out three pounds of shirts, split them between you and I, and then we'll have, uh, you know, one one checked bag, one check box. So Joey says, oh, I don't have any room in my bag, and so then he <laughs> proceeds to split it into two. So we have to check the merch. We could we could have just checked it, and then you could have carried on the ukulele. I wouldn't have carried on the so, big cardboard so box. So Joey shows up at the airport. We, our flight was super early. Joey shows up with a giant duffel filled with shirts and then like a 13-pound box that's completely untaped with like 15 <laughs> shirts in it, and we had to check that's that not box. True. You're we had to check up that numbers. box. We had to check two boxes. The majority of shirts was we, in the box, and we did not check two boxes. We checked I put the, the other bag in the overhead no, we checked compartment. The u- we had to check the Whatever. ukulele. You could have right. carried the ukulele on. Okay, well, let me tell you this uh, about you. No, Matt, let me finish. You may so, not even know. <laughs> so we carried five. Of, we only have five of these mugs, <laughs> and they cost us like $5 each, right? At least. And we're selling them for what, like $10, right? At least. So that means if we have five. <laughs> If they cost five dollars each, and then we had to pay twenty five dollars for those five to get here, that means when you buy this for ten dollars, we do not make money on it. <laughs> that, that's just to cover shipping out. So we made mugs. Not <laughs> to mention that's been the worst selling item so far of and any yeah, my whole, anything <laughs> I've ever done. Well, the dumbest idea, second me, dumbest idea I've ever had. About Toby, Toby. When Toby gave me the whole seven-year-old spiel of, I don't know if we're going to make it. We may or we may not. <laughs> and he was almost like looking for a reaction in my eye like, ooh. So I was like, okay, well, what we should probably do is start running. And he's, and Toby's just like, all right, man, yeah, we should run. If we would not have ran, we would have been late. Because what did the lady say when we got up there? You asked her, you said, hey, how long would you guys have waited? What did she say? She said four more minutes. Four more minutes. So if we would not have started running, which we would not have started running, if I didn't start running, we would okay, have been late. Two things. First of all. And first of all, am I fat? <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is okay, Joey hold fat, on up. Seattle? Uh, okay, but. but let me, some let, of you assholes are going to still let, say yes. Let me ask you one question. For sure, if you saw that running in front of you in the airport, <laughs> wouldn't you be motivated like, well, damn, I got to run? <laughs> I mean, that, guy, that guy's giving it his all. <laughs> but I did realize for sure that we are, like, we, we are like great friends because it was like we knew. I don't know. How, I'm sure you guys all have, have best friends, but like. It was like we were in sync with where we knew our limit with running was. Like we were running, holding our bags, and I was like, "Oh God, I hope we stop soon." And then, exactly at the moment I wanted to stop, we're riding the flat escalator. <laughs> like no escalator did we walk on. <laughs> All right, just so riding. Matt, I don't know why we did Matt, that. Matt, my my baby boy habits. Go ahead. Let's just get it out, man, because I don't want to hear this in Portland. That baby what? boy habits. You said that everything that I did, if you didn't say it was I'm, Joey. I'm saying as soon as I picked them up from the airport and they came to my house, um, if you would have listed all the things that my daughter Georgia did and all the things that Joey did, but you removed the names one from them, old. you would not be able to tell the difference in their activities for the for the day. But, all right, so first well, of all. The first well, thing Joey well, did is say he needed a nap, yeah. in which case he took off all of his clothes except, except for his whitey tighties. And laid down in mine and my wife's bed and put a <laughs> pillow over his head and and slept there for like it an was hour. Hot in your house, it was hot. It was and it was hot. Yeah, so he took yeah. all his clothes off and did that. And second of all, my pediatrician or my <laughs> son's pediatrician, I took Joey has. <laughs> I listen. I took my I took my son to the doctor Wait, Friday. Yeah, what, Joey, what, do yeah. you have an ailment right now? What's yes. your, what's what your what is it? Right what, what are you taking antibiotics for right now? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> my son's what, pedi- no, no, what, what are you taking antibiotics right for? My son's no, pediatrician d- said I had an ear infection. <laughs> 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 One okay. of the worst ear infections he's seen, and he prescribed him medicine immediately. 
And so Joey was really cranky the rest of the day. Well, he no, took, I wasn't cranky because of the ear infection. <laughs> Look, all right, so this is a true story. Can we tell people sure, who yeah, we interviewed? Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, so we had drinks with Brandon Ebel. He's the president of Tooth & L Records. And when we came back, I didn't want to make a big reaction because my, my deal is I don't want people to feel bad about stuff. And I didn't want Matt to feel bad. But I walked in and I immediately noticed my bag was in the middle of the living room floor and there was stuff everywhere. And I was like, great. And so I was just like, I hope Matt doesn't notice because I don't want him to have to say sorry and stuff. So I start picking things up. And finally, I was just like, his damn dog ate my antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. The he antibiotics. Uh, and, and Matt was like, I'm sorry. I should have told you that my dog eats everything. My brand new bag that I got for Christmas, it has <laughs> gnaw marks all in it. I had like this cream that's all over my bag. It was just unbelievable. So our friend Devin, his wife, called in a new prescription. A new pr- yeah, my, my dog Reggie totaled, totaled Joey's backpack and got to his uh, antibiotics. And, and Joey thought... <laughs> yeah. Joey thought that Reggie had eaten his credit cards at one point, but he found them. didn't gnaw on them. Matt, do you know where my credit cards are? (laughs) Matt. And I I guess, honestly, I'm not sure that I even really did apologize because I was— No, you did about three or four times. Okay. I was impressed because you don't do that. No, I don't. I I was not really thinking about that because Brandon came over and we recorded an interview with him at at my house that we'll put out in uh, pretty soon. And sat down and had a good time with him. But I was preoccupied with that, so I wasn't really thinking about that. So let me take this time to say I don't think I really was that sorry. I don't think I exhibited that. I am sorry that my no, dog no, ate your backpack. That's cool. So That's cool. That's no problem. So we're on, uh, we're on Google uh, Drive. And so basically we all have the same file up. And whatever one of us types, it's on the other one. So I'm sitting and there's a girl right next to me. We're at Starbucks trying to figure out how we're going to do this. Today, yeah. and so Toby, in the biggest caps locks ever, is writing the most inappropriate <laughs> stuff about the girl right next to me. <laughs> so I'm having to, like, hide my screen and everything. And so right now on my screen it says, Joey, three years ago you were just an effing loser pastor. <laughs> you want to explain <laughs> that? Yeah, what was the note on that? Can you explain that, please? Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just. It was funny because like last night we were kind of busting Joey's balls a little bit because we did interview Brandon Abel and Joey knows like every first tooth and nail band ever. I mean, he's like an encyclopedia of indie music from what like anything in the '90s. He remembers when like uh, when Havelina Two O Five put out their first quarter inch <laughs> EP. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. Havelina Rail Company. Yeah, yeah Havelina yeah. Rail Company. Yeah. So I, I, we, Joey kind of got a little defensive, but we were saying that it was like. You said it validated me that Brandon Abel. No, Matt Abel. said that. I said, I believe that it was like, if, if you could talk to 1994 Joey, interviewing Brandon Abel to the Nell Records would be your dream, I think. Yeah, back in the day. Now no, I'm a grown-ass man. No, I mean, but he, what he meant was three years ago, you were just a loser pastor. Right. Look where you are that today. Nobody knew I about that was didn't the really. <laughs> and Yeah, but you had the audacity Kind of a large, say, bald-headed you man. You were serious. You're just like, I mean, you got to feel validated but, but, now. But, like fundamentally, I, like, like all of my tooth and nail listening was like a job. No, like, I'm just saying, I'm don't you feel, don't you feel really it, appreciative it of was the fact it that, was you, that you are where you're there. at today, piggybacking on me and Toby? Yes or no? No, you guys would not have been Emory without my influence. Period, and y'all know that. I do have to give you credit for Thank that. You. I give you, you props you. for that. In fact. This guy who has, you know, relatively no musical talent whatsoever, he, <laughs> is, he, is, he is the guy that, that told and showed to Toby, Devin, and me music that we never heard. We, all we had ever listened to was radio rock, and, and uh, that, that was really it. We liked Deftones and Corn, I and mean, we didn't know anything else Mace, that there was. R. Kelly. Yeah, and, and just Fighters, whatever was yeah, that. And, and Joey is the person that showed us Jodeci. indie music, punk music, and all that stuff. So if it weren't for Joey, Toby, Devin, and I pr- would have never – ever been in a I mean in South Carolina in the nineties yeah. I didn't know I literally didn't know that music existed outside of the radio. I mean the the craziest thing I'd ever heard was like Foo Fighters or Weezer or yep. something like that. And sure. so when you showed me that music like the first thing the first screaming I actually ever got into was the Holy P by Dave Bazan. Yeah. There's one song that's that was kind of pseudo screaming. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean it yeah. was just kinda like But you were blown way. away. You're j- I remember yeah. you in my room like what is this? It's almost like it was a bad thing. Moved on like Zay. So, yeah, I mean, All right, so some announcements. No, I'm here. just saying that oh, okay. I do really appreciate I'm sorry about the backpack, and I really do appreciate uh, your influence on us, and we're glad to bring you along now and let you talk. But just so everybody knows, we, we, we had to sleep on Matt's sectional couch last night, so our feet touched. So I tried to move them as far as I could, but just imagine tonight if you had to go home, <laughs> sleep on your couch, and there was a bald man in his whitey tidies playing footsie with you. Would you be able to sleep? <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what it's like to be on a bad Christian podcast tour. <laughs> yeah. That's me, that's me every night. All right, so speaking hey, of- well, let me say this. I think it's neat that tonight we actually have three former bad Christian guests in that's the true. house. That's pretty awesome. We have one is uh, Seth Studley, who is still, is is he top three podcast downloads? I think Seth Studley is number two or one. And this it's is Seth really, Studley right here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give it up for Seth, Seth yeah. Studley. He's you got anything you want to say? He's the original original drummer of Emory, and he had the worst marriage ever. Yep. <laughs> but it's, hey, wait, it, it's better now, right? Is it still doing good, or is it back on the rocks? Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Matt McDonald from the Classic Crime, Episode which one. Toby says is the most boring podcast we've done. That is not true, Matt. Okay. Well, let's give him a chance to redeem that a little bit. Matt, you want to come up here and say, say what's up? Matt McDonald! And uh, also, also Chad Chad Gardner from King's Kaleidoscope right. is here tonight. They're going to be right. playing a little up. bit. So. Yep. Grab that mic and sit in the chair here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This is cool. Right. I didn't know we had an actual chair. This is, oh, this yeah. is like legit. It's like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I took care of that. Joey, your mic is in my chair. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Right, not cool. that high tech. So do you feel, Jip, that on podcast one, like we were super green, didn't know what we were doing, and that's where you got represented on that one? No, I, I feel good about that. I you still stand by your yeah, work on I that I think it episode. was the best podcast. You think it's still the, be- <laughs> the best one? It was before it was cool, so it's definitely the best. And oh, you're yeah. not narcissistic at all. Absolutely not, no. no. <laughs> well, so, le- so what we want to talk about a little bit tonight, Matt and his wife Christy are in a band called The Vocal Few, called Vocal Few. And uh, they're going to play some songs here just in a just in a couple of minutes. But what we want to explain to you guys here and at home, everybody listening, is uh, we want this podcast to function as the formal announcement that the Classic Crime and Vocal Few are now partnered with and part of Bad Christian Records. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's good news, and we know you and guys. We're going to drain you for every dollar we can get. <laughs> yeah. We want to be the cruelest label ever <laughs> created. Yeah. But so we're more, obviously, we're not like a traditional label. We're trying to put out music, and it's really a partnership kind of thing. And maybe you guys didn't know this. I'm sure you didn't, in fact. But McDonald's been working. I call him McDonald or Mac, but because we have, yeah, I'm, I'm the Matt. I'm the Too Matt at Bad Christian. So, um, But he's been working with us from the very beginning. In fact, McDonald, it was, it was kind of his idea, that, and he really inspired us to think that we could crowdfund and that we could do our own thing and that we could be independent because of what the classic crime has done uh, previously. So thank you for that. Him and his wife came over and had brought dinner to me and my wife when we had our baby, and he was explaining to me how they had done their first Kickstarter and how they were able to do so much stuff independently. And uh, so we decided to do basically do the same thing. And then I once think you we did started that the next day, actually. It was the next day, yeah. yeah I texted yeah. you, and I said, well, how's it going? What, what, what did you think about what, what I said? And you said, well... We're independent now. <laughs> I say, as I told Tooth and Nail to shove it, thanks. Thanks for the Chinese food. And uh, and uh, so pretty much right away, we, d- we did the tour with uh, Matt came and did the Emory Weeks End tour, and we hung out that whole tour, and we're good friends. And uh, we d- we a- he just pretty much right away, we just figured we could collaborate, and we've been collaborating the whole time. So McDonald's been working in some sense behind the scenes um, and has worked a ton on King's Kaleidoscope and stuff like that, and and help, has helped us with our crowdfund. He was the brains behind a lot of the marketing with that. So thank you for doing that. And now we're now that we've got it into this place, we're going to release your music, and we're going to work together in a co-op kind of partnership kind of way. So yes. what are your thoughts on it so far? I like the idea. It's a good uh, idea. Yeah, we've been, uh, you know, Classic Crime and Vocal Few have been doing it um, ourselves for a while, and it's like the truest form of DIY to just do it yourself, but to have people on a team who are considering everything that you're not considering and, and also developing processes that are helpful for your band, I think it's... It's really a question good. of like uh, c- being complimentary, right? Like there's, sure. there's things that I'm good at that Toby's terrible at, and there's things that Toby's really good at that, yeah. you know, and Joey's not, <laughs> yeah. you know... <laughs> But you have a lot of skills and talents as well that you bring to the table, and we really appreciate that. So, sure. So that, that's been a good thing. That's what we want Bad Christian to be is a partnership. And, and King's Kaleidoscope's an independent band. They're self-funded. You're an independent band, right? 
Yeah. Like we don't own your music. We don't do anything like that. But we're working together with yep. uh, marketing, press releases, uh, you know, promote cross promoting stuff. And we, mm-hmm. we have a uh, Bad Christian Music has a distribution deal now, so our stuff's going to be in stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, Classic Crime's new record is called what? It's called What Was Done, Volume 1, A Decade yep. Visited. That's awesome. And so that's <laughs> right. go- and so we're getting that uh, produced right now. It's going to actually be in stores. Uh, yeah. m- you know, yeah. that's our announcement for, for this episode tonight, at least. So. And it's on the table, but there's a potential that Coolio is going to be the next <laughs> sign. So... Um, tell us about Vocal Few a little bit. Well, it's a project that was inspired by um, getting pregnant. So, so um, sex? What does that yeah, feel sex, like? It's actually. about sex. Wow. Conception actually inspired. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> the moment. <laughs> um, no, this was this was. <laughs> Life begins at conception. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep going. It's all sex with Joey, yeah. right? Sex <laughs> and yeah. death, murder. Right. Yeah, it's a pro-life album. <laughs> <laughs> my wife Christy got pregnant and she made a bucket list of things that she wanted to do before uh, we had a kid and at the top of the list was to record songs with me and I didn't really think that was a great idea I had other things to do but I had some songs on the back burner Yeah, when your work. wife asks you something you just go boo boo, <laughs> boo. well she sold me on it because yeah. Will it, you mentor me in my marriage? No, <laughs> you don't want my advice. Uh, it seemed like a lot of extra work. But anyways, I had these songs, and I was like, there are, there are girl parts in these songs, and my wife can Ooh. sing <laughs> vocal, vocal okay, parts. All right. Not like a girl larynx. <laughs> okay. Are you saying that your wife is the few part of the book? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, so anyways, so, we, so I – begrudgingly recorded four songs and we put them out and um and well she sort of convinced me to do it because um she was like well we can put this out and people can pay whatever they want and all the money all the proceeds will go to you know paying for this this baby and you know she called it a diaper fund so i decided that was a good idea because babies are expensive i guess they are and uh and it worked and we bought a lot of diapers i've spent over 100 dollars on my daughter so far Wow. Over wow. 100? Man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you need to start a side project with your wife and pay for that. So we're going to hear some Vocal Few stuff. Yeah, right? like you want to play some music? Sure. All right, so we're going to hear some music from Vocal Few, and then right after that we're going to have King's Kaleidoscope is going to play, play some music as well right here on the podcast. Seattle, are you excited?
passed away at 21 weeks. If you guys listen to the podcast, you kind of heard me talk at length about the story. But basically, my wife and I were going to have our first child in November, and he passed away from a virus, and it was extremely painful and difficult, and we, um, we ended up delivering him, just his little body, and it was the most beautiful and sad thing that we've ever been through, maybe ever will go through, and so... Uh, this is a song about that, and uh, yeah, that's it. I'll try to make it fit.
much. I was going to say, now it's going to be really easy to come back up here and make, like, fat, Can we go jokes. back to being <laughs> funny? <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it up again for those two uh, <laughs> bands there. Hey, so, uh, all right, hang on. Uh, you know, I want to okay, say. Okay, cool. Matt will say it better. I don't know what you were going to say, but what I want to cool. say is, of, of course, thank you to those two bands. That To me, that was a really, really cool experience to watch that. Toby and I were thinking, man, if we could just travel and tour and take bands and never play music. It would be amazing. <laughs> that would be That'd really. Be so wonderful. And we all we had to do was talk. That would be really awesome. But we are going to play a little bit of music, but I'm a little embarrassed to do it now. There, I know about 12 good musicians in the world, and eight of them are in Chad's band. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get up here with my acoustic yeah. and jam. Yeah. So, and I mean, in in our band, uh, only there's only two good musicians in our band, and that's Toby and Dave. So that's the real, pro you know. So this is when you guys technically are our guest yep. for tonight. And so what we want to do is uh, open up the floor for you guys to ask questions. And uh, we've got a we microphone. A right over here. Does anybody want to volunteer for us by carrying the mic around? Does anybody like we just that? pass it around? Okay. But what, we, what we'll we're looking around. for is, uh, yeah, you know, you guys are the guests right now. So if you have any questions, whether it be advice or questions about what do we, what else do we want to do? Previous podcast? Yeah, questions? yeah. So let me let me let me do this real quick. Let let me ask everyone to be completely honest right now by a show of hands. Uh, I'm I'm sitting there listening to King's Kaleidoscope. And I personally am like, man, that's really cool. Uh, they're singing about the same God that I believe in. And there's a part of my heart that even kind of has a worshipful sort of deal. Is there anybody in here that's just like, that's the last thing I'm thinking of. I don't believe how they believe, but I'm here having fun as well. Is there anybody that would raise their hand and say, yeah, Mainly what Joey's trying that. to do is pick out any atheist so we can like all. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have at least one okay. bold young lady. Can everybody look anybody else? Let's heckle her. Any Christians, heckle her as soon as you can. <laughs> what, what kind of question is that? I, hey, want, you know, I want honesty. The band that was up here that just sang unbelievable songs and about their faith and all that stuff, if you just really disagree with that, can you just raise your hand? <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell kind of question is that? <laughs> and you did it, ma'am. <laughs> How brave is she for doing that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell they're talking about up there. I, yeah, I'm just... Awesome. Oh, yeah. well, awesome. Thank no, you. I, I think it's important when. <laughs> no, I really think it's important when Christians He's gone gather. Off stand, ladies and gentlemen. What? He's gone off stand, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I really believe that when Christians <laughs> gather together, we should acknowledge that there's some people that may not believe that. But way. why would you call out somebody that disagrees? Like, <laughs> I thought it was awesome that she would do that. All right. So here is here are the two uh, sort of questions that we're looking for, and uh, one of them would be: Do you have any? Uh, advice-oriented questions because we're the three experts about life. Everything. Yeah. Anything you, you can, can think tell. of, we know. <laughs> Just kidding. But we'll take a stab at anything you want to ask. And then the, the second category of questions uh, that we want you to be able to ask is anything that pertains to previous podcasts, or, the, or our music, or, or just music, any, anything like about Emory, us personally. Toby, we'll do that too. Bad Christian, that sort of thing. Anybody want to start? <laughs> Matt swore to us that you guys would want to ask questions. Yeah, of course. Of course, I thought you guys would have some questions. So go ahead with them. You were listening to the podcast before, and you thought, I wish I could have asked, or I wish I was uh, there. Yeah, and I'm going to go Toby Morrell on anybody. If you don't ask a question now, don't ask us any questions afterwards. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> All right, hey, let's get him on mic. Give the right. guy the mic. Hey, Seth, can you help us out with the mic here? This guy over here will be, be our volunteer. This is yeah. right there. This is going to – Tens of Seth, people you're too are going to hear your voice. Hey, you're too short for, this week. For the, for the guys in Emory, what's, the, what's your favorite song you've ever written? Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen because no. dumbass over here. Hey, man, I love that question. <laughs> Y'all heard that podcast probably, but we're at the Dave Bazan, like my favorite artist ever in the history of the world. Oh, I'm just like, I can't even ask a question. I'm just so in awe. The show's amazing. It's a living room show, and Joey's just like, uh. Oh, I mean, I got to do, I, I'm doing you not nasally enough. It, um. What's your favorite record you've ever written? <laughs> just terrible. No, love you, you, guys. you really want to know? No, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do want to tell you. Sir, do you have a real question? Uh, no, 
No, I don't. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> but I love you guys. I've been listening to you since I've been 12. So, yeah. well, it, how old are you Thank now? You. I'm 22, 10 years. So from your first album when it came out. Your parents let you listen to it? Dude, I actually got my mom to listen to your stuff. I convinced her. I'm like, no, they're a Christian band. And she's like really Russian and conservative, so it's really weird. Oh, she's really <laughs> Russian? Yeah. She, well, <laughs> <laughs> there are Russians, and then there's his mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not even joking, Massive man. Massive Russian. Not even joking. I mean, she's still bitter about the Cold War ending? Daggum. <laughs> Who's brave enough? Who has the biggest yes, balls thanks, in this room? Yes, thanks, man. Here, this, sir, this man has the second biggest balls in the room. <laughs> so I'm a single Christian dude, and um, I'm at this coffee shop, and the coffee gal is super cute and mm -hmm. i feel like we have a connection right and so my question is as a christian dude who's looking for a christian gal and who's interested and in feeling bold and wants to ask this gal out on a date you know my question is like am i wasting her time like knowing that you know living in seattle she's most likely not a christian or should i just have hmm. how old are you 24 you're 24 now and so you see this girl she works at the coffee shop yeah and so you're asking, knowing, like, how could you ever approach a girl knowing that statistically she's most likely not a Christian? Are you saying that he asked the question in a very retarded way? Because you're, like, no. basically <laughs> asking. You're totally asking. You're, I mean, just I'm just answer. I'm just trying to hone in on his that's, question. He's saying that statistically any girl that he's going to ask out based on who just perception or seeing her looks or whatever is not going to be a Christian. Yeah, so am I wasting my time or wasting her time, or am I not? This is the wrong question to ask, though. I mean, are, are you actually saying, like, hold on, I see this girl. Is she hot or is she Christian hot? <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. What are you like, worried about? If you're about? attracted to her, just talk to her. Like, yeah, what are you yeah, worried yeah, about? I mean, you, yeah, like, yeah. the worst case scenario is you get a no or I'm not exactly. a Christian. No, no, or no, no, no. But what, 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 what are you saying? All three of us would agree that he, he shouldn't pursue a deeper relationship with someone that he's not going to end up marrying. And but he's he not doesn't know that. Yeah, if so you're a guy, your main job is to pursue every possible girl. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what you're built for. you got to try, and then, and then you make decisions later. But, of course, you ask her out. Yeah, so I, think, I think the what simple answer is pursue her for sure, ask her. But my, my opinion, you guys push back on this. You can be wrong. But after the first date, in my opinion, if she's not a Christian, that doesn't mean that she's not good enough for you. But you have to ask the question, do you want your kids, you know, to, do you want to have to wrestle yeah, with your wife? after a first date, the number one thing you should talk kids, to a girl yeah. about is having kids. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, good advice. That's what great. I'm, what I'm saying is if she's not a Christian, then I would say that is a huge, huge thing that you guys disagree on. So that would be like if you wanted to have kids and she didn't want to have kids, well, then you'd be like, okay, we probably shouldn't go further. So I don't believe in, in dating just to date. That's just my opinion. I mean, I don't want my daughters to date just to date. It's kind of a waste. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, 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 but would you agree that she – would you agree – because this, this could come off very arrogant, especially to the bold young lady back there – would you say, though, that he should not marry her if she's not a Christian? Probably. It's not a great idea. I agree with that. But, and I don't think you should missionary date people. For sure, when I started dating my wife, she was not a Christian at the time. Right. But that's not an endorsement of... You. Yeah, Bridget, come on up. <laughs> <laughs> But, hey, man, thanks but, for asking that. I think that's a great question. But that, These but guys that are is, horrible. But that is but. true. When I started dating my wife, she was not a Christian. Um, and our, we had a relationship for seven years before we got married that was Very terrible. God, it, was God, it wasn't godly. It was terrible. Like, everything about it was terrible. I mean, it, it really was one of the most difficult things possible. It had, it had almost no chance. And, and this in, in spite of me and despite <laughs> me and my efforts, God did save my wife, and she is a Christian, and now we are married, and it's, you know, decent. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it, Raise your hand if you've heard <laughs> Man, you're being romantic tonight. <laughs> wow. Raise your hand if you've heard at least four Bad Christian Podcast episodes. At least four. Raise your hand. All right. Uh, ask, ask a question about an episode, about a guest. Yeah. Is Jay Baker really going to hell? Is Jay Baker really going to hell? I No, I don't know that answer. No, nobody on earth, none of you people here know who's going to hell. Well, he was joking. No, I know, no, no, I know, but I'm saying I do not know. But people ask us that. Like, yeah. I, I was telling a story the other day. We were on this awesome tour uh, back in the day with Hawthorne Heights, and you mm -hmm. remember the band June? Yep. 
And uh, it, it was just like this huge tour. I don't know if y'all – do y'all know who Hawthorne Heights are? We were good friends with them, and they were just massive. I mean, just massive. We played a giant sold-out show, and we were in Atlantic City. Got done with the show. Next, show, next night was like downtown New York. So they call it downtown New York. <laughs> That's like a country thing. And uh, <laughs> I call it down, downtown Greer, South Carolina, you know, downtown New York. And uh, I was, it was after the show. I had a whiskey ginger ale. I'm losing tons of money in this casino. And I'm just like, man, this is. Dozen, like tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just having so much fun. And one of the guys from one of the bands walks up to me and goes, and we'd been friends. We'd been talking the whole time. He goes, hey, man. Uh, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? And we're just talking. And he says, uh, you, you know, a little bit of small talk. He's like, hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, my brother's gay. You think he's going to hell, don't you? And I went, God, can I just enjoy my beverage and lose a little <laughs> bit of money gambling here tonight? I mean, what in the world is going on? We proceeded to talk for about two hours about this topic, about what Christians, what he thought or perceived as Christians think about people and where they're going after they die. And I just know for a fact that nobody knows. I truly don't know. Nobody knows, and that's up to God, and that's why he's God. Yeah. If God wants to come down and beat us all over the head every single day with a baseball bat, he can do it. He's God, right? <laughs> I mean, that would suck, and we'd all go, man, God's kind of shitty. But, <laughs> but he could do it, and what would you do? you go, okay, here comes my help. Oh, what are you going to do? Uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks, do? God. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's all, what are you going to do? If God's real, he can do whatever he wants, and that's why I think it's so <laughs> awesome that he decides and he handles all that stuff, and we don't have to worry about it. And I feel like I'm being aggressive. You were kind of making a joke question. You, I, it's, it's my the one person that is actually ask, asking a question. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you, sir? You are wrong. Is this still about can you, should you ask a girl out at the coffee shop? No, no, no. no. We've, we've moved on. <laughs> we've moved on. Any other questions? we got about seven yeah. minutes for questions. Yeah. Question. yeah. Uh, so this is for all three of you. How badly do you think? That uh, that Green Bay is going to lose to Seattle in the in next Thursday. Oh night. wow! Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if you ever have seen heard of the concept of a revenge game, this is a revenge oh. game if there's ever been one. So I think there's basically zero possibility that Seattle could win. Yeah, and I cool. don't care if any of the Seahawks get hurt. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually should have prefaced it earlier. The one thing we do know who's going to hell is Seahaw Seattle Seahawks. They yeah. are going to hell. And Russell Wilson. They're right? from hell. Yeah, Russell Wilson for sure. Yeah, uh, no, no. Yeah. That, <laughs> Hey, even, even I got baited. Even the former baited. Seahawk player, Steve Largent, there's no chance oh, for yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, especially since he retired as a Seahawks, he's done. Like, yeah. there's no he, he can't accept Christ or anything. So, but it, yeah. It, so is I do it, actually it, have a, a little bit of a different question, Matt. Like in an earlier podcast, you were talking about uh -oh. how like this is it, well, it's kind of crazy. You're like, you know, all this stuff about like Jesus, you know, raising from the dead. It's like kind of crazy, and like, uh, you know, it. I sort of have to believe it because I believe that it's true. Almost mm -hmm. like in a sense. Not that I, like, doubt your faith, but almost in, like, a reluctant sense, like, well, it is true. So, like, I sort of have to believe it. Like, I think you said something along the lines of, well, I, I don't necessarily want to believe it, but it is true. So oh, I do believe yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, Christianity is the last thing I want to believe, for sure. <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't sound attractive to me if you just explained it to me. What a great street. sales pitch for non-Christians. <laughs> Yeah, hey, no, I this mean, this is the worst thing. Ever. No, I, I, <laughs> you should believe it. So you I can mean, go to heaven. like, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a liberal Presbyterian church. And I, I so I, I joke. I'm sorry for any of those people that are listening to the podcast, but I joke that I grew up at a non-Christian Presbyterian church. And I thought that that as soon as I could understand enough, as soon as I could learn enough science, as soon as I could understand enough stuff, then I would. I would be done with this, you know, religion and all this stuff. It's clearly a stupid thing, you know. So I, I never, like, intended to or wanted to be a Christian. I, d I swear I didn't, and I wasn't. And so to me, the whole thing about being Christian is, oh, this sucks. This is true. Like, this is real. Like, God, like Toby said, he might want to hit me over the head with a baseball bat, but what does that have to do with me? I know I'm a fallible, stupid loser so there i do believe there's a god i think i've been supernaturally affirmed that that is true like i i can't get away from it i wish i could but i think the bible when i read it i think it's real i think the stuff is true and and you know i've had supernatural holy spirit experiences the, the daggum stuff is true i wish it wasn't because it, it it tells me that i suck that i'm a loser that i'm gonna mess up forever and that i need somebody outside of me and i need something I, you know, I need Jesus. Like, I, I don't want that. That's not, I mean, like, that sounds crazy. But once I see it rightly, I'm, I, you know, since that is true, as it's been confirmed to me, I do find it to be really good news. 
I didn't ever want it to be. So to me, when I found out that God was real, I was like, damn it, this sucks. That was the way I felt at my conversion. That's the, the honest way that I would put it. So to me, it is miraculous. Like no matter, no matter what you could ever say, it's miraculous that I would be a Christian because I did not want to be. So that's, that's just the way I look at it. That and that, that's not the same for everybody, but that's just me. I would like to add that too. That it, well, I mean, being a Christian is is bizarre in the whole scheme of things. Like, I mean, we I do appreciate science, I do appreciate facts and data and all this stuff. But like, when I really think about it, when I break it down, and why in the world do I believe this absurd thing is like, it, I I really see it in the world, and I see it in people. And when I'm, is this idea of a love that could not be taken away? That God made gifts, and it's all of us in here. He made gifts for himself that he loves so much, and that can't be taken away. That's scary. I mean, if some, I mean, the love that we know, the one that we say, oh, is, is, uh, this is what we have, it, it's, it's, it's nothing compared to that. I mean, like a, a love that would do anything, that would never go away, that would never cease, that would never end, that's really scary to me because I, I can't get at it. I can't poke at it. I can't control it. I can't do it. It's just given. And that, that, that idea, I just go, wait a minute, that, holy cow. My idea of love is, is way smaller than that. The idea of like holding my, my little daughter, June, and I go, wait a minute, I, I could, when she starts crying, I can pull back from this. Or when she starts uh, disobeying uh, my other two kids, and they start, I can pull back from this, or I can be offended, or I can be hurt. And God says, no, nah, no, whatever you do, I'll, I'll always love you. That seems like I can't even do anything against that. I'm helpless against yeah. that. I don't want to be helpless. I want to be in control. Not being in control is the, the, you know, is the scariest thing in the world. And to be so helpless against love is, is like the weakest you can feel. It just yeah. makes so you feel like so when being a Christian means a power play and we own it and we know it and we have the answers and we're in control, that's when it sounds freaky to us. And that, whatever that means, to us that sounds freaky when people are saying we have the answers, we have the key, we know because we – whatever. That That's just – to me, that's not my experience. My experience with God is always, I, I've no, I, I can't. I'm, I'm the least here in this situation. So what? I mean, that's not a. That's really not that comfortable. But I think it's true. So what? What do you want me to do? So thank you for your spiel about God's love, because now we know that you don't believe in a God that comes down and hits people in the head with a baseball bat. That's true. I was going to say, too, just for our ratings and for, like, getting ads and stuff, would our one, like, non-believer friend just say you believe in God now so we can just get, like, extra ads? Uh, Okay. I raise your hand if you've been converted to Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Boom. There are millions of hands in this. (laughs) Joey, do we have time for another question? We do not. We are done with questions. You've been a great guest. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so it is time for the worst part of our podcast, I think, because we're kind of wrapping things up. And well, we're not wrapping things up. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys still having a good time, Seattle? Yeah. Well, we just need to start. Uh, we just need to get kind of. Uh, we should do this part of it at the top of it just to get rid of it. I mean, let's do this part up front, get it over with. Nobody wants to hear it. What are you talking about? You did know you, what I'm talking about. Did you just about. hear that? These are people that care about your feelings. That's a good thing. Yeah, but they don't really mean that they like your little segment. <laughs> That's the. S- <laughs> you have it's a heckler. S- Thank you, s- sir. It's the same guy. What What is your full name, sir? What is your full name? Caleb and what is Chamb- your favorite part Caleb of the Chambers, podcast? Caleb Chambers, I, I want to thank you very much. And Caleb Chambers, what is your favorite part of the Bad Christian Podcast? Uh, your science. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Damn it, Caleb. He set you, blew you up it. and you screwed me. You blew it. No. <laughs> he what totally it? set you up. I gave, your na- I gave your full name on our podcast. <laughs> Caleb did not understand. I mean, he said it strongly. Like, you said, hey, you said him, hey, what is your favorite part? Science. <laughs> With Matt. Caleb, what is your second favorite part of the podcast? Say it loud. News. News, News with, with Toby. Toby. All right. Can we do it? Uh, Seth Studley. Yeah, yeah, Seth. In a commons area in an apartment building you've never been to before, what is the one thing you need? What is the one thing you want? Food. Truth. Good evening. I'm Toby Morrell. This is News with Toby. 
most awkward news I've ever done. <laughs> Tonight's first story, leading story. This is pretty intense. Elderly man crashes car into pool and escapes injuries. <coughs> I believe that there's probably some people here that have pools, so this applies to a lot of people. Um, damn old people want to ruin everything, even your pool in your backyard. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> An 85-year-old man, this is in Altadena, California. I didn't know that place existed. An 85-year-old man was unharmed Saturday. Unharmed, luckily. <laughs> It'd be better if he was, like, severely injured, I think. If he got, if he was in my pool, I would hope he was hurt. Uh, an 85-year-old you're, you're a horrible, horrible am, person. Right. This is unbelievable. After 80, you do it. I, I've said this a million times. At, once 80 hits, if I make it to 80, I'm starting to seriously chain smoke, drink, anything you want. Because, I mean, you made it. What, what are you trying to do? Like, oh, no, I'm going to be healthier now. I'm going to go organic. No, you're going to do whatever you want. I'm, well, yeah, what was you my go plan? My big plan is if I hit 85, I'm going to try to do a giant, like, crime where I make steal money from a bank. If I get caught, I go to basically a jail where they give me food and everything, just like a yeah, and they're gonna an, take an assisted care of you. living home. You think they're going to put it? No, no, that was your, that's your retirement plan. That's my retirement plan. Because if, if you're 80 years, if you make it to 80 years old, and you're worried, like, oh, I might be a burden to my family. It's going to cost a lot of money. My daughters and sons are going to have to spend all this money and take care of me. You commit a serious crime, your retirement's your gold. You're taken care of. Three you're taken care of. It won't be on your family to take oh. care of you after that time. You just go into the penitentiary. And as an 85-year-old man. And if you man, get away I, with it, you get to say, I'm an 85-year-old man that got away with Yeah, like so either you get away with your crime. Yeah, or, and you or, being a Christian, if, like, the cops shoot you down, you go to heaven. So it's like it's just good either way. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but if you commit a crime, what, now that's a good sales pitch. Yours was terrible. Joyce is like, hey, you can commit a crime if you're a Christian. They shoot you, you go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, but all I'm saying is, if you don't want the financial burden to be on your right. children, yes. commit a federal crime. That's pretty simple. <laughs> So hold on, wait a minute. An eighty-five-year-old so man was unharmed. Saturday. Hey, 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 Sid, Sid, hold on, Sid's I'm taking I'm taking Joey's place here. I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, okay. So so last summer, uh, my grandma was in in an assisted living home. She should have committed a crime and been in prison. Go ahead. Right. Then we well okay. So she we went and and had lunch with her right. And there was this other lady, this like senile ninety-year-old lady that would make fun of another person. It was and she would be like, Hey, you. And then she would just <laughs> laugh like that. So have, have you guys ever experienced something like that where they're just, like, saying, like, crazy stuff? Yes. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I, every Wednesday I, I go visit uh, some, some people at an assisted living home, and I do, like, a Bible study. So I'm trying to do this Bible study. And they don't know what the Bible it, is. No, it, <laughs> they have no idea. <laughs> old Maybe people, they knew Jesus. You heard it here <laughs> first. Old people don't know what the Bible <laughs> what is. What I love is he, he was just <laughs> talking about a bunch of people at a assisted living home, and he distinguished her as, a senile 90-year-old <laughs> woman. Um, so okay, I was trying sorry. to do this Bible study one time, and one of the ladies there, uh, her name was Mary, she gets really mad if you, like, lose attention with her. She, like, she, wants, she really wants you focused. So I'm staring her right in the eye. We're talking about, I believe it was, like, Second Peter, uh, whatever. Is it Second Peter still? Uh, yeah. Um, is it still in the Bible? It, yeah, it's still they, they kept it right. I think it, um, I think Jay Baker's it. not taking. So I'm looking at this lady, and and behind her is a this lady I know her as well. She's about 95, totally not there, and she is screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm trying to do a Bible study. Fifty feet away from me is a lady going, riding bicycles, <laughs> riding bicycles. <laughs> and I'm going. Yeah, I, you're right. That is so awesome about what Jesus did. <laughs> and what did Mary? <laughs> and what did Mary say? I don't remember. Mary was just like, "She's crazy." She's crazy. <laughs> anyway, can I get back. She's to my passed news? away. She we're, passed. We're, we're losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> the punchline is she died. <laughs> <laughs> the riding bicycles lady did die. She did die. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> Old people die. We get it. An 85-year-old man was unharmed Saturday. After, I'm, this is literally what I'm doing right now. I'm away oh. from my family. I'm reading news. <laughs> so what did the old person the do? The man Toby? was pulling into a garage when he, the crash occurred. The car went through the rear garage door into the backyard swimming pool, ending up fully submerged uh -huh. in the pool. Officials say the driver of the white sedan was able to get out of the car unharmed. So I'm trying to think of, like, he's under the water, and he's like, 
how did I get here? What, <laughs> <laughs> what is going through an 85-year-old man? This seems odd. I was in the garage. Now the garage is filled with water. This is so bizarre. I want to move on to a serious topic. <laughs> yep. Political cartoon compares Redskins logo to swastika and Confederate flag. And this comes from one of the most reliable sources on Earth, Fox News. Any Washington uh, Redskins fans? As we all know, this is uh, you know. <laughs> so they no compare the Redskins logo the to Redskins the swastika. Name, yep, yep. A new political cartoon in the New York Daily is raising eyebrows by comparing the Skins logo to a swastika and the Confederate flag. So it has a swastika, Confederate flag, Redskins. Uh, and so the Fox actually reached out to a number of businesses that advertise for FedEx Field, which is the Redskins field and football field, and uh, they said they wouldn't mi- talk about anything, but they said they still support them. So Seth, our original drummer, actually Seth, tell wh- the wh- tell the folks at home what do you do for a living? You uh, work with mentally handicapped Indians for real, right? <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> no, I thought uh, that's what you told me. That, that wasn't handicapped? a joke. What are you in 1930? <laughs> I thought. What do you do? What do you and do the crowd has no. turned on us because of. <laughs> I thought that's what he told me. To make a long story short, Seth does work with and and and, and what's the proper terminology? Is Native American appropriate? Is it I, I've Native American? Say first Ameri- people, first in, people, indigenous first people. Yeah, you work for Whatever. the tribes. I I work. <laughs> don't you? So I work with Native people here in Washington. So Redskins, right? thumbs up or thumbs down? Hell. Fucking no. Thumbs down. Wow. <laughs> Thumbs down. Thumbs down. I don't care if you edit that. You don't have to. Thumbs down. So you're uh, passionate about removing the name Redskins from? Because it's offensive. To would, would you? <laughs> careful. S- sorry. Would you go to, well, no, not would you go to, but would, would you guys be okay with the so you guys are from Charleston, right? Right. Yeah. With the Charleston inwards team, would you be okay with that? Would you be like, oh, that's <laughs> that's weird? I really am sympathetic to both sides. I understand your perspective, and I understand the other perspective of saying when the Washington Redskins were established, it was esteeming Indians. It was not a How is derogatory. It esteeming? How is it esteeming? There, we're the Redskins. It's Redskin pride. We're we're the we inwards. Like we're the inwards. Hell yeah! That that's actually we're gonna cut that exact line and put that as the promo for. <laughs> we're gonna put just that one sentence as the promo for this. Podcast. So Seth, you would say like essentially that. Do you like, still love me? I mean, I still love you. Okay. Talk. Okay. Here's what Joey's saying. In case you guys don't know, I, I read about this. I believe it to be an offensive word. I believe that language changes. But the, orig- the original intent was to honor the warrior spirit of the Nays people and the first coach and of the Washington Redskins. And he's calling bull crap on honor. The worst, so, okay, the first, what about the, the Cleveland Indians the, logo? Right, like it's right? Like a, like, yeah. Chief, Chief Wahoo, right? right. Is that wh- – what do you think about that guy? Like, oh, wow, he's, he's smart, he's intelligent, he's a CEO, he's this, that. For sure, yeah, yes. It's a caricature. Right. I agree. I I totally agree with you. All all I'm saying, I think that the issue here would be that the the government could take away your uh, logo or your freedom. Yeah, somebody somebody yelled freedom. For example, if if literally 50 years from now the word Seahawk meant a derogatory term to females, and you go, okay, well, that's that's the the sea gal. That's the seagull. The seagulls. But I, I know it sounds funny. We're all laughing, but I'm serious. Like, you go, hey, no more. You can't use seahawks. Would you go, well, yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about the actual animal seahawk. No, seahawk means a, a – a, a All right, so so here, here – <laughs> Hey, I didn't know how to finish that. Sorry here's my pushback. Here's my pushback. I mean, the redskin mascot, it's badass. Like, running around the field, oh, you're who? like, whoa. To, to who? Huh? To who is it badass? To the whole NFL. They're like, whoa, we're not messing with them. No. I mean, except just for the because, Packers. No, just no. because. Just because. I, I, I understand. I'm that. with you. I mean, I, I think it is going to go away. And I think uh, he, here's here's I'll wrap up my opinion. If it bothers Indians, then be done with it. Uh, Matt, that's kind of your take too, right? My, like, my take on all these things. I is know that I'm going to disagree. with No, you. you're going to agree with me on this. Well, that's awesome. My take on all these things is marijuana legalization, smoking in public, gay marriage. The Redskins changing their name. The w- we know how this is going to work out. It, no, it's going to change. So my my thought is, why would you go against what's clearly going to be 
normal in the future. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm I say they need to change their what name. What do you mean go against? Who's going? No, I'm saying change. I think Redskins need to change their name because clearly they're going to have to. So why Matt's would you? Want it's a to losing be, battle. So why, would you, why battle, would you hold out? Like, like let, let's just roll now, forward. At the same like, time, okay. Same so same then I'm on stuff. the same page. Like, but yeah, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. To, talk to Dan Snyder. Well, the yeah. problem here's the problem I have. For example, is I believe, for example, you were talking about the N word, and we're we're kind of cutting up here, but I don't want to make too much light of people being offended. I I do believe that that obviously is real, and tons of offenses happen. the The N word has always been offensive. It was created to be offensive, to be derogatory. To be the, the actual name Redskins in that in the beginning was in not inten- it was intended to honor. Now it is not honoring. So I'm I'm I think we should change it. There is a a little bit of a difference with that to me because it was meant to honor. The N-word was never meant to honor. It was always meant to be derogatory. It was always meant to put down. It was always meant to be bad. And it was one race talking bad about another race. I believe, like, for example, I think, honestly, and, and I might be wrong about this, I think when anybody thinks about Redskins, they think about the NFL football team. I don't think they think about, uh, you know, native people. I, I don't think that. But, I, but to agree with everybody, I think change it. Who cares? Now, you know do you th- I mean? do you yeah. think uh, any Indian t- like should all Indian mascots just be eliminated altogether? Like no more Florida State Seminoles. Well, no Florida State is different because it's mm-hmm. Seminole, so this kind of been like tribe approved. It's not like a general caricature. Gotcha. So that one's almost the only one different. That's a specific tribe. There are 562 federally recognized tribes in the U.S. Redskins. So all so right, I think we've all learned something. Don't talk to Seth about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So we are way ahead. off track here. Sorry. This, this is my Wha- news you're hijacking. This is your news. So I'm taking I'm taking Joey's place and hijacking the entire thing. Florida woman rips off grandmother's bra and robs her, say police. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. Uh, yeah, what was that? From one of the most reliable sources on earth, the Huffington Post. Florida woman rips off grandmother's bra. Robs her, say police. Okay, next story. (laughs) This happened in Florida. Why'd you look at Seth? I'm not from Florida. (laughs) I don't know. I just looked at you. (laughs) A Port Orange, Florida woman attacked and burglarized her own grandmother to get money for a hotel room, police say. Bridget, which is your wife's name. uh, It's a a common (laughs) name. I don't know. It might not be your wife, but I'm just saying her name is Bridget. 25, and her husband, Alex, who is 26, were, arre- were arrested Monday shortly after the alleged attack, according to the Daytona Beach News Journal. Investigators say that about at 9.40 uh, p.m., Bridget and her husband went to her grandmother's home and demanded $80 to spend the night at a hotel. She allegedly grabbed her grandmother, ripped off her bra, twisted her wrist, stole her jewelry after her grandmother refused to give her the money. What do you guys think? <laughs> Here's my question. When I was reading this news story, I was like, and ladies, you might can answer this. Um, was not going what, a good place. Was the grandma not wearing a shirt? Because if you rip off the bra, it seems like you, they would have said shirt and bra, right? So was the grandma sitting on the porch in just her bra, and the daughter was like, give me $80. And I'm not going to do that. And she just ripped her bra. I mean, can you have your bra ripped off if you have a clothing on joey i know sometimes you've needed to wear a bra have you has anybody ever been able to rip that off of have you <laughs> what this is going really bad now my news i really thought we started strong i really did yeah my, well I, and that concludes news with toby and that is news with toby all right we're we're learning ladies and gentlemen we're learning all right, thank you guys for being a part of this experiment. We don't know what we're tonight. doing in case you haven't realized. I mean, this is the first time we've ever tried anything like this. Uh, do you guys think this is even worth it? Or are you like, oh, wow. Yeah, I think it started really, really strong. I thought yeah, it was it great. It started strong. It got And then when the weaker. vocal few played, it was really good. Yeah. And then it peaked somewhere during the King's Kaleidoscope King's set. King's killed it, yeah. And then it tanked somewhere during when Seth Studley came up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's Sorry to be such a downer. Yeah, yeah when Seth dropped the F-bomb. Aggressive Boom. <laughs> and who, uh, I forget which beer it is, but somebody's beer I think we drank. So you had to pay to get here, and then the band actually stole your alcohol. So sorry. 
Thank you, guys.